Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the 93 WIBC Mashup. The best moments of the day on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC Mashup. I think I have an understanding now of this story out of Alabama about in vitro fertilization and lost embryos. Um, This is one heck of a statement from the Alabama Supreme Court. The Supreme Court in Alabama said that couples trying in vitro fertilization, right? You're you're talking about creating, you know, uh, life and then inserting that into the womb, utilizing the science. So if you're trying that and you lost frozen embryos, you can sue under the state's wrongful death law. So this is a story about how three Alabama couples had frozen embryos in a storage facility. There was an accident. The embryos were lost. The ruling says they can sue the fertility clinic and the hospital for wrongful death of a minor child. So what the justices did was reverse a lower court ruling dismissing the wrongful death claim on the grounds that the embryos were not a person or child. This is heavy. This is heavy. Uh, for, for, for two uh, reasons. First, um, it, it, if, if you were to say that an accident can happen and now everyone is guilty of murder... The answer is going to be okay. We don't do IVF. Um, IVF has helped a lot of people get pregnant. Are you sure you want to eliminate this? Well, these are unborn children. They have to be protected. I also believe that. But now we're discussing the science before the... What's the word I would use? The implanting? This is going to be a thing. And this is going to be a thing where Democrats go, look at these people. They can't get they can't get out of their own way on the abortion subject. They can't. They just can't do it. They can't get out of their own way on the very idea of where Americans are regarding dear lord. This is crazy. It's exactly what they're going to do. They want you to go to jail if your frozen embryo should be destroyed. And that's all that's all it's going to take. The pro-life people make an argument. Life is life is life is life is life. That's that's their argument. And they apply it everywhere. The court said that these children 
extrauterine children, that's their words, are covered under the wrongful death law. And, and here's the quote. Unborn children are children under the act without exception based on developmental stage, physical, physical location, or any other ancillary characteristics. They relied on the wording of the wrongful death statute and language that was put into the Alabama Constitution in 2018, stating that Alabama protects the, quote, rights of the unborn child. <sighs> ah. Is the unborn child, is extra uterine what we would describe as unborn child? Oh, this is fascinating. Fascinating. Because the left is going to say, see, you don't really believe in life. <laughs> I mean, that's it, because why, why in the world think about something as opposed to just say, hey, look at our political advantage. We, we get it. You, you believe in infanticide. Maybe, maybe sit down. Have a conversation. It's a fascinating, fascinating case. Um, I... This this ends IVF. We understand that, right? This ends IVF. This goes to the Supreme Court. What does the Supreme Court say? That our reading of the Alabama Constitution clearly means in uterus? In uterine? Is that what it says? If the... If Alabama should add language to its Constitution and say uh, rights of the unborn child in utero. Is that what's necessary? Is that uh, making a change that's detrimental? It's an incredible, this is incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. I'm not a big fan of doing away with IVF for people who have utilized it to create children, to create lives, to help themselves. I think it's um I I I think we've created a problem here. One man's take. Hear Tony Katz live weekdays six to nine and noon to three on ninety-three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Kendall and Casey on the 93 WIBC Mashup. So there was a report that emerged yesterday, and it said that CBS News was going to seize all of the files, computer records, and documents left from Catherine Hedridge, and she was recently let go from CBS. She's been there a long time, hasn't she? Yeah, and on her way out, they wanted everything she had, all of her notes. Okay, so I'm torn on this, and you have been in management in... Radio. I've owned mm-hmm. a radio station, but never really managed anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, it was just uh, a few of us there, and um, in a in a management position. So, like, we have uh, a company email. Mm-hmm. We have a you and I have a company computer. Yeah. Is it unreasonable for them to say when you exit the building, you'll turn all that back over 
to us. Yeah, I, I think typically when you leave, that's the property of the company. Now, the notes side of it, though, okay, but if you were working on a story, mm-hmm. but you were working on it as a story for CBS, mm-hmm. isn't that kind of there? I mean, we like... It belongs to them. Well, yeah. that's, this is my, so I'm, I'm torn on this because, you know, I love journalistic independence and journalistic rights and I'm, you know, support all that and, sh- you know, shield laws and all those sort of things. But when I signed my contract mm-hmm. that, uh, to the dismay of many, will keep me here for two more years unless I do something highly egregious. Um, Which could happen any minute. Uh, that's right. You, you just keep wishing. You may get, eventually get your wish, but at least on paper, they intend to keep me around for a while. Um, which is crazy because nobody listens, but that's their business choice, not mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a gajillion things Mm -hmm. like this is the rules. And when we dismiss you or if you get dismissed, here's what you have to do. And here's how the procedure goes. I'm pretty sure they aren't just going to let me take the computer and all my email contents. Right. With you. With me. Right. And when you leave, especially in broadcast, if you leave your any commercials that you've voiced over or anything that you've put your image or name image likeness on, they get to keep that. There are currently television commercials still running in the South Bend market that I did. I was on five years ago and they're still running them because the client wants to and the company that I worked for owns that stuff. Yeah, no, like with my contract, not to do some intricate detail thing here, but there are certain, they recognize I have certain independent ventures that I weighed into and did long before I worked here. And they have said these independent ventures are still, you know, excluded from this. Mm -hmm. So, but I doubt if you work for CBS, that's a little different than doing local radio. Sure. I would guess everything she's doing, like, I'm going to guess she doesn't have a side, you know, we all have side hustles around here, you know, hammer, me, et cetera. We all do little things to make extra money. I'm going to guess she doesn't have a side hustle. I'm guessing everything that she would have been doing would have been for Mm -hmm. CBS. Yeah. Well, you would assume that she was paid enough that she didn't have to have a side hustle. Right. So what is so what is the outrage then? Like where help me understand journalists are typically allowed to leave with their files. Now, not company property per se, like if it's the company's laptop, but if it's her notes on a story she's working on, they get to take them with you know, with them okay, when, they, so, when okay. they leave. But that's the thing I think for those that are complaining well, she should have known that. And anybody, if you don't have your, you know, your burn bag or your yeah, right, right, your documents in order, Jason, you've been fired from a bunch of radio stations. What, uh, <laughs> you ever take anything out the door with you? Well, see, I would always preemptively take stuff that way because <laughs> you would. know when you're on the chopping block. But I think the issue here isn't that she was fired or that they kept her stuff. I think what people are talking about is she was working on a story mm-hmm. and maybe they're like putting the squash on that story and they didn't know what the details were. So they were able to get her, it, fire her, get her information. Now they can squash that story. Right, or they can block the story. They can know what she was working but, on. Okay. But let's, but, let's bring, but let's bring this full circle. Is if you're working, first of all, the fact that she had him in her office is stupid, mm-hmm. right? By the way, Jason is totally honest. Jason actually was the one of the first people to give me a job in radio. My fault, Casey. And, and, and uh, <laughs> Jason uh, left said radio station long before I did. And 
like systematically the month before he left, there was just like one fewer thing in his office mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. to the point by the time he actually It was already cleared quit, out. There was nothing. You got to have a plan. Life is a plan. <laughs> well, you do notice that there's really not a lot on my desk. I don't need a box. But to, to bring I've the, learned that lesson. But to, but to bring this full... Okay, but if she's working on a story for them, mm-hmm. isn't that CBS's right. intellectual property? Right. Like if I were... Let's say I were in the middle of... and this, I don't even know how this would happen, but let's say I were in the middle of a pre-recorded show... Or whatever for WIBC. I did everything at WIBC. All the stuff was here at WIBC. And then they let me go. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get to take the half the show I'd pre-recorded with me, would I? No, but you should have half of that, you know, already with you. Well, especially right. especially if it's gonna, you know, break some news. But here's the thing. I think the uproar is coming from that that means that CBS is mandating the talking points and her as a journalist, she's trying to uncover the truth and get something out there. They don't want it out there. So that's why they're squashing but that's, it. That, that's not like some earth shattering thing though, right? But, I mean, but also we don't know what type of high level story she's working on. Sources, she does not have to disclose those sources to her employer. No, I agree. So now they have all her sources because right. in theory they would be it, in her emails or her, it's, her notes. Okay, so it sounds like, okay, so it sounds like she really screwed up <laughs> by putting these things that she may have needed in order to move forward with them in a position where they could be confiscated. Right. That's she the mistake that she made. She should have had them. Because what'd you call her. it? A, bur- a burn? A burn? A burn, burn bag. A burn. I mean, if she'd have had, let's say she'd have had it all handwritten or she had her own personal cellular telephone mm-hmm. she's working off of. Like Hillary. You, yeah. I mean, right, this, why that, wouldn't you're, you? You're right. It's the Hillary Clinton thing. Yeah. If if they, if she'd have had all that of her own volition, done of her own volition or had it in her she house. She would have still had the sources. She could right. still continue to work on it. And she probably can. I mean, yeah, she who should owns have the a, intellectual product? She should have some of it by memory, right. you'd think. She knew where she was within yeah. the story. She was talking about, this is something that she said three months ago about something that will happen this year. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons- uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. And not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. So it's being said that she was pursuing stories that were unwelcome by the Biden administration and a lot of Democratic powerhouses who whatever she was working on, they did not want it getting out. So the the theory is she had stuff that's going to make Biden look bad. Mm-hmm. The higher ups went to CBS and said, this broad is mm-hmm. about to put stuff out. It's going to make us look bad. You got to do something about it. Probably would somebody who had been there as long as she had and been around as long as she has because she's been around a long time. Uh, they probably went to her and said, we don't want this story. And then she probably clapped back at them. And then they said she got to go because she's not going to play. Well, she was one of about 800 people that they let go well, of. Well, that's the other part of this because that was mm-hmm. part of the huge Paramount. A bunch of Paramount people got, we covered that story where they let a whole bunch of people go. Um, 
So you do kind of wonder too, is it like, ah, it was just bad management? Uh, you know, is, is, is this a conspiracy theory? Sounds like there's still a whole bunch of unanswered questions as mm -hmm. it as it relates to this. But I do think it, it's it obviously here has sparked an interesting discussion, which is, you know, what rights do you have as a as a journalist or a broadcaster or whatever? And what rights does your employer have? And and kind of how do all those things come together? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you always say, you're just hired to be fired. So be preemptive if you're uh, thinking you're on the bubble. Have you ever been fired? Like you're so nice and such a good broadcaster. Have have you ever actually been fired from a, a media gig? Yeah. Really? For sure. No kidding. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> you can imagine that. <laughs> it's very painful, Rob. I don't want to talk about it. I'm still in therapy over it. Um, okay, let's talk about what is going on with uh, Byron Donalds from Florida. He's demanding that Joe Biden retire <laughs> or face removal. Because you can't have a commander chief who just looks impaired like this. It's one thing to talk about the domestic issues that are that we're facing. The board Order being the number one issue in the country and the fact that he's terrible at this job and he's actually hurting the American people. But even abroad, our adversaries see this. Putin sees this. Xi Jinping sees this. The mullahs in Iran, they see it too. Yeah. And they see weakness and they're pushing all over the globe. This is not about Joe Biden. This is about our country. He should do the right thing and stand down. And if he won't do that, Kamala Harris needs to lead the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. There's no way that Kamala Harris is going to lead the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. Uh, no, and nobody takes the Republicans serious, and they know you're probably not even going to impeach him, much like get, get a conviction. So Joe Biden is going to do what Joe Biden wants to do. Catch Kendall and Casey live, weekdays 9 to noon on 93 WIBC. Hammer and Nigel on the 93 WIBC mashup. I think the best way to unwind from a very hectic, very chaotic week is by checking in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. But I'm not stupid. <laughs> the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend. So Joe Biden... Speaking in San Francisco last night at a very private, kind of a closed-door butt-sniffer meeting of all the folks that are hoping Donald Trump does not win. I don't even want to say Biden supporters, because I'm not sure that's accurate. It's just folks that hope Donald Trump does not win. Is that a fancy way of saying a fundraiser? Yes. Yeah. And during this fundraiser, Joe Biden called Russian President Vladimir Putin a crazy SOB. So where are we at with this, Nige? Because on one hand, he's right. But on the other hand, do we really need to turn up the temperature a little bit with Russia? Well, I don't think, I mean, the temperature's already been turned up. Remember, we had to walk back Joe Biden's comments about uh, changing uh, the leadership in Russia, you know, regime change. At one point, something similar, uh, something akin to that, say, like, Putin needs to be removed, came out of his mouth, and that is not the official policy of the United States, and we, that got back, walked back real quick. So calling, calling him an SOB doesn't really do anything for me, but I think the, the lead is buried in this story, because after that, he went on to say that the threat of nuclear conflict 
um, is not what we need to be worried about, but that the existential threat to humanity remains climate change. Oh, okay. So crazy SOB with nukes, not greater than climate change. Okay. Let me repeat that. Interesting. Climate change is an existential threat to humanity. He, 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 I mean, he, he mentioned nuclear uh, uh, nuclear warheads, but he's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we gotta be worried about the nuclear stuff, but, but, but the existential threat to humanity remains climate change. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what it sounds like when a, uh, a, a president who's polling very poorly is placating his bloodthirsty left-wing progressive climate cultist base. Especially in San Francisco. Absolutely. There's a great episode of South Park where the family moves to San Francisco and everybody drives a hybrid and everybody smells each other's farts. <laughs> That's the type of people that we're talking about here in San Francisco. And and look, you know what? If if other countries aren't doing anything to 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 curb their carbon footprint, why don't we invade? If it's such an existential threat to humanity, you better start looking at invading China and India and every place else that are, you know, they love coal. They right. love they love building coal plants and they could care less about climate change. What's the carbon footprint yeah. report from some of these countries, <laughs> Joe? Now, news of him being called a crazy SOB got back to Putin tank. Yes. Got back to Vladimir Putin. He did an interview with a Russian TV station where he was asked his thoughts on being called a crazy SOB by Joe Biden. You asked me who we prefer as the future president of the United States. I said that we will work with any president, but I believe that for us, for Russia, Biden is preferable. We understand what is happening there from a domestic political point of view. And this reaction is absolutely adequate, which means I was right. What I said, I said primarily for our audience and not for the Americans. You asked me what is best for us. I'll say it as I said it then, and I think it now, and I can repeat it. Biden. <laughs> wow. Another ringing endorsement from Pootie Tang for Joe Biden. And he's even said it. He's like, that's really not what's best for Americans. It's what's best for us. Right. <laughs> he's saying it out loud. Wow. Like, remember all of the folks like Adam Schiff and even the Republican butt sniffers like Kenzinger. Well, Putin, he's just wanting Donald Trump to get in there so he can boss him around. Putin is so comfortable right now, he's saying it out loud and then throwing up his hands like Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we hope Biden wins again because we're getting away with literal murder over here. That's what we're doing, and nobody's holding me accountable, at least nobody that I'm scared of. I'm interested to see what this latest round of quote-unquote sanctions against Russia looks like and what that'll do, because so far those sanctions ain't worked. No. Not at all. Oh, you're going to cut off the oil? Okay, we'll just, um, you know, we'll sell it to uh, India and China, and we'll get rich off them. Okay? And we'll sell it cheaper than you guys do. How about that? Joe Biden, speaking today, had a little press gathering and stated falsely again, and he's done this multiple times, that he's cut the United States deficit. We cut the deficit by doing all this by $1 trillion so far. The biggest reduction in history in deficit reduction. I've signed legislation going to cut the federal deficit by another $1 trillion over the next decade. So my question is, who are the stupid people that believe he's cut the deficit by a trillion dollars? 
And his definition of cut is real tricky. And we see this here at the local level, like when Hogsett and Ryan Mears come out. Well, we've cut homicides this year. Well, yeah, but it was at a record high before. <laughs> Just because it's a little lower doesn't mean that you've cut it from the time that you've got in office. It doesn't work that Believe way. Believe me, if Biden and his cronies could add to the deficit and could spend whatever they want, they would. We got a little uh, folksy racism out of Joe Biden. No, come kind, on. Kind of his thing. Uh, here is Joe Biden on illegal immigration. Let's get it done. And by the way, speak to your agricultural communities and tell them, ask them if they need temporary workers. Speak to your <laughs> agricultural communities and see if they need illegals. Well, Democrats have been saying that for uh, in Congress. I mean, old Nads, Nadler. Yeah, who's, who else is going to pick our uh, orange? He said something similar to what Joe Biden. Yeah, who else is going to pick the oranges? Who else are we going to get to work in the in the uh, in the fields? He might as well just come out yeah. and say, well, that cotton's not going to pick itself. <laughs> I mean, good Lord, this guy gets away with this all the time. And by the way, how many of these agricultural communities, Joe, are you finding in New York City, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, Denver, all the places that are being overran by your problem? Uh, Joe Biden, who, by the way, has spent about 40 percent of his Time in office on vacation. Sounds like me. <laughs> Joe Biden and Big Nige <laughs> complaining that Congress is on vacation and they can't pass through his Ukraine funding. And there's no question, none, none. If the speaker called for a vote in the House, it would pass easily today. Instead, they went on vacation. I mean, it's just... Instead... Kind of sounds like Ted Knight there at the end. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden said he had the honor of meeting with Alexei Navalny's widow. Now, Navalny was the guy that died in the Russian prison. He was a political rival to Vladimir Putin. May or may not have some compromising information. Survived previous assassination attempts via um, allegedly uh, uh, Putin. Yes. Sure. Now, the widow that he's talking about, her name is Yulia. Yulia. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden called her Yolanda. This morning I had the honor of meeting with Alexei Navalny's wife and daughter. The one thing I made that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to she's going <laughs> to continue to the fight he had underway. Who the hell's Yolanda? <laughs> Yulia is her name. That was kind of like, you know, when Andrea Waters King was there with MLK III and Joe Biden was singing Happy Birthday, forgot her name, and just called her Velvet. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Velvet. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Yolanda. It's incredible. Yulia. Yulia. Yolanda. Yolanda. Hammer and Nigel are live. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 7, on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Tony Kinnett Cast on the 93 WIBC Mashup. It is Friday, and this is the Tony Kennett cast on WIBC 93.1, and I am Stephen Kent, guest hosting once again for the great Tony Kennett, who is not with us today, but don't worry, he'll be back on the job next week. Now, we need to get right into the news roundup. We have a packed show for you tonight. I want to begin with the fading hopes of impeachment against President Biden amongst the House Republicans. Big story over in Axios leading this evening. House Republicans, quote, don't see it going anywhere substantive, and they are not near close enough to having enough GOP votes to impeach the president. After all, they did just bring an impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas over his botched handling of the U.S. southern border in his capacity as you know head of national security. But the fact of the matter remains that there is a lot of skepticism among House Republicans about the legitimacy of high crimes and misdemeanors being committed by the president. The politics of impeachment are tricky, uh, and it is slipping away from the House. I, I don't expect, and you shouldn't expect either, for the House to bring forward an impeachment this year. The best strategy, folks, is to get out there and win the November election, period. Democrats reduced the act of impeachment to being political theater and a stunt with two House impeachments that they could not actually turn into convictions in the U.S. Senate. And while it is tempting for Republicans as a matter of political retribution to return the favor against Joe Biden, the case is still the same. They will not be able to get a Democrat-led Senate to convict Joe Biden of anything, whether or not it has to do with money from Burisma, China, Hunter Biden, laptop stuff, or murder. It's just not going to happen. So why not focus on something more practical? Let's turn over to another story. This is over at the Daily Wire from reporter Cassie Dillon. Google is having a really bad week after the botched rollout of its AI Gemini tool. This is a photo generation tool where you punch in a prompt and then it gives you you know, an image result. It's really cool, uh, except for the fact that it does not allow for the production of images of Caucasians, white people. Uh, this has been pretty funny and pretty sad for Google. They have had to withdraw their Gemini tool after users were able to find out that no matter what you asked this thing, it could not possibly generate for you images of white Vikings. Uh, and even if you tried to give it the most obvious prompt possible, uh, hey, Gemini, give us uh, pictures of people who can't dance or jump very high. <laughs> it would still, it would still not give you images of Caucasian people. It went so far as to refusing to generate images if you asked the AI to generate a picture of a white family. And you know what? Fine. 
let's not even assume malicious intent for just a moment and we'll say, all right, they're going to fix the AI tool. They'll retool it so that it is not overplaying, uh, you know, the diversity card and, and basically resulting in the erasure of the existence of white people on their tool. Maybe they'll fix it, but they've got other problems. This report by Cassie Dillon at the Daily Wire reveals that the company has been dealing with several instances of anti-Semitism in recent months, including finding the words kill all Jews found written inside the bathroom wall of one of its offices. A Jewish employee was also assaulted by anti-Israel protesters outside one of their campuses. There's been a lot of internal uproar within Google after the words free Palestine, kill all Jews was then scribbled on a flyer inside Google's Chelsea office in New York City. Uh, now, this concern over anti-Semitism within the ranks of Google, you know, this comes as there are being shown to have an overcommitment, if you will, to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which remarkably always comes at the expense of Jews in the left's hierarchy of race and oppression. Now, Google has looked into this incident. They have confirmed to the Daily Wire that there are internal investigations going on to find out what is happening. But, you know, this this isn't a fluke. This isn't a one-off. Google's AI chatbot generator, if you ask it to give details and an account of what happened in Israel on October 7th regarding Hamas, it doesn't have much to tell you. You can ask it whether or not there were violent rapes that occurred against Jews in Israel by Hamas, and it will tell you that there is no, quote, definitive proof and that the issue is complicated. The same goes for if you ask it prompts regarding Tiananmen Square in China and the crackdown of political dissidents there. Uh, this is this is very concerning, and it is all part of a troubling trend within big tech because technology is a reflection of the people who make it, and their values or their lack of values will show up in the technology that they that they create. So, we hope that Google has learned their lesson. We hope that they will do better. Get the Tony Kinnett cast live weeknights at 7 on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening. The 93 WIBC mashup.